You're listening to Radio Boston. I'm Tiziana Deering. Congress, it's avoided another government shutdown for now. Lawmakers passed what's called a continuing resolution yesterday. It's a stopgap that gives them until March 1st and 8th to agree on the pieces of a new budget. The question is, will they? And how does that affect us all here? Well, Massachusetts Congressman Jim McGovern, who represents Worcester and surrounding areas, is the ranking member of the House Rules Committee and joins us now. Welcome back, Congressman. Happy to be with you. So I heard celebratory notes uh, yesterday evening, Congressman, from leadership in the House and the Senate over getting this continuing resolution thing done. Is it a cause to celebrate? Uh, Well, it really shouldn't be. But under the circumstances, uh, it's a bit of a relief. Uh, You know, the House of Representatives is dysfunctional. Uh, And, uh, you know, a small minority on the extreme right is calling all the shots. Uh, They threaten to... Uh, remove the speaker from his position every time he doesn't do what they want him to do. And they want to, you know, they did this before. They want to do it again. And um, so, you know, we, we, we keep on lurching up to these deadlines and creating all this uh, insecurity and uncertainty. And then, uh, you know, we, we were able to, with Democrat, with all Democrats voting for uh, keeping the government open, half the Republicans in the house voted against it, but we were able to, uh, uh, to avoid a shutdown. So in that sense, we were able to celebrate a little bit. Okay, so just to remind listeners, the House Speaker you're, speak- you're speaking about is Mike Johnson. Uh, he right. came a- uh, about in uh, the fall after uh, the former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was ousted similarly, and it took uh, the Republicans about three weeks to find Johnson as their new House Speaker. So I, I just want to note that. Now, here, I, I want to I move into classroom mode for just a second, okay. uh, Congressman, because I want to explain for everybody kind of where we are. So this continuing resolution just means that, that the government can continue to spend money for now first. Is that correct? correct. That's correct. Okay. And now uh, Congress has two dates by which it has to design and approve basically 12 appropriation bills that fund the government for basically another year. And those dates are March 1st and March 8th. Is that roughly correct? That is correct. Okay. And the big sticky wickets uh, on getting that done have to do with how much spending and some national security issues and border issues. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And the hardest part of all of that, you think, is going to be fill in the blank. I mean, well, it's, it's all the above because the goalpost keeps on getting moved. I mean, Republicans don't want to compromise. It's that, it's that simple. Uh, and, um, and every time the speaker or anybody on the Republican side uh, talks about compromising and reaching some sort of accommodation, the hardline right wingers, uh, you know, threaten their position. So, uh, look, this this shouldn't be that this hard, and we're we're really late into the game, and we have to start doing next year's appropriations uh, bills. And so, uh, you know, I was hoping we would have funded the government for the remaining for the remainder of the year, and then we could get on to our other work. But that's not the case. So, the dates that you outlined, the first one being March first, is the next deadline. And my hope is that we can. At that point, be able to move forward a bill uh, that covers all the appropriations that have been, uh, been dealt with. You know, look at the, the MAGA extremists uh, claim to care about the border, uh, but their border uh, bill this week did nothing. It was just a condemnation of Biden. And we're now hearing 
that there may be some sort of a bipartisan compromise in the Senate. I haven't seen the details of the bill. I don't even know whether I could support it. But nonetheless, they're working on a bipartisan deal. And we're told by the MAGA Republicans that the deal, whatever it is, is not good enough. It's either our way or the highway. Um, and so, you know, again, setting up another confrontation. So this is this is this is not the way the majority party should govern. They're proving they're unfit to govern. And my hope is that this nightmare ends at the next election. So one more uh, clarifying question, um, because I understand that this has been particularly confusing. Um, the, 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 the president wants a funding for uh, military aid to Ukraine, funding for military aid to, to Israel. Um, uh, Republicans want reforms uh, at the U.S. border. They want to talk about immigration. Everything that we're talking about here actually gets handled in these appropriation bills. They are, they're all a piece of this conversation for March 1st and March 8th. They're not separate stuff that's contingent upon March 1st and March 8th. We're talking about all the big issues that are on the table for the country and that affect everybody are all in this March 1st, March 8th jumble, if I can editorialize a little. Is that correct? So much of it is. The money for Ukraine is is a separate vehicle. That, okay. that is a supplemental uh, appropriation bill uh, that is being held up because Republicans want to link it to uh, border security, but not not a, not a not a compromise, not a re- not not what the Senate's working on. But their their very draconian, uh, cruel bill that they passed, and they're saying it's either you take this or no money for Ukraine. I don't know what the hell that you know th- their concerns about the border have to do uh, with funding Ukraine so that Vladimir Putin doesn't invade the entire country. Uh, but nonetheless, they are tying these things together, uh, and it is delaying that supplemental appropriations package. Okay, so I'm going to note for our listeners who are saying you're not challenging him on any of the stuff that he's saying about Republicans right now. I am not because what I'm looking to do right now is understand a series of procedural things and kind of where we are, Congressman. Um, so I, I just want to note that. Uh, I do want to ask you now the next question, which is, how does that affect people in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts? As long as the government can keep spending, are we fine? Or are there actually pain points, repercussions for us here at home just by the fact that the budget doesn't get formally passed and we're getting sort of these continuations? Does that hurt us? Yeah, well, uncertainty is bad under any circumstances. But by and large, as long as we keep on funding the government, we're okay. It becomes challenging for agencies and departments to plan long term uh, when, you know, we're funding the government month to month, you know. Um, and so, you know, but but as long as we're funding the government, the worst impacts can be avoided. Now, I will push back on you now a little bit, Massachusetts cover, Congressman Jim McGovern. Given all of that, and, I, and you know, I, I, I know I've asked you before, but I will ask yeah. you again, is there more Democrats should do? to help make sure that this stops, understanding that it's a, it is a handful of people on the Republican side who are using leverage. Does it behoove Democrats to move just to get it done? Well, we have moved. We have moved. I mean, the, 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 the numbers in these appropriation bills and, you know, um, and the numbers in, in the continuing resolutions, you know, are, are less than I would prefer. I mean, these were negotiated uh, with re- Republicans in the House and the Senate and Democrats in the House and Senate and President Biden. This was agreed to months and months ago, you know, and what what has happened is that 
a group of Republicans in the House have kind of reneged on their word. They want to go back on the deal. That's not the way you do business here. That's not the way you do business in any um, sector of our society. Your word has to count for something. And when you come to an agreement and you say, this, these are the numbers, then that is what you operate under. So we are operating in the numbers that are not as robust as I would like, but that was that that's what was agreed to. Um, and so, you know, I mean, what else, do you want us to, to, to what, you know, and when people say you got to do more, do more in what way? Uh, should we agree to deep cuts in WIC, the Women's Infants and Children's Program? You know, should we d agree to deeper cuts in environmental protection or, or basically cut the infrastructure monies that are helping to rebuild our country? Uh, do you want to cut uh, for uh, aid to help our veterans? Or, I mean, we can go on and on and on. I mean, so we have given, we have moved. Um, and again, if we were in charge, these bills would look differently than they do right now. So we have given all that we can. What is the problem is the Republicans have a fight going on within their conference. Uh, and because of the rules changes they made, they've made the Speaker's office more vulnerable to being vacated by any single member. You get this extreme group of right-wingers, the Marjorie Taylor Greene wing of the party, the Chip Roy wing of the party, who are unreasonable. I mean, I say to people, and I, 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 I don't even, I'm not even joking. I mean, I will be the first to admit Democrats are not perfect, but they're nuts. And, and that's what we're dealing with right now. So I'm going to bring this back here to the Commonwealth again as we stay on this, Congressman. And, 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 and I hear how strongly you feel about this. And I know your priorities. We've talked about them. We've talked about them in your office. I'm going to play you a little bit of sound from Massachusetts Governor Maura Healey and the State of the Commonwealth on Wednesday night talking about um, the pressure on the emergency shelter system here in Massachusetts. This is a hard issue and one without easy answers. It's also not something that we created. But I want to be clear, while Massachusetts did not create this problem, we're going to continue to demand that Congress take action to fix the border to get us funding. We're also not waiting. We're showing a way forward. In November, we put on a work authorization clinic and now, thanks to that, 3,000 of our new arrivals have work permits. So let me be super uh, specific on this. We've talked to the entire delegation about all of this. The delegation was involved in helping pressure the Department of Homeland Security. Department of Homeland Security coordinated, collaborated on those clinics. Um, I know you heard the first part about her calling yeah. out Congress. Um, I hear your frustration about the, the power that's being held by a handful of people in the House. So how do you move forward now? Hearing the governor talk about the pain points here in the state, what do you do now? Well, look, at the situation at the border is serious, and we have to deal with it. And there are areas, I would like to think, where Democrats and Republicans can find agreements. I mean, we, I mean, we, should, we all agree that we should beef up our border security. Uh, I, I think we should all agree that we should provide more funding to accelerate asylum claims so that it's not years, it's weeks or months that people have to wait. Um, I, you know, there are, there are, we, we want to speed up work authorization for people, all those things. We want to provide more direct assistance to states, you know, who are bearing much of the burden uh, in terms of sheltering a lot of some, many of these migrants. Um, so, you know, those are things we can agree on. Why don't we just get that done? Why don't we just move forward? Um, why is it that, you know, that we have to say the only way you can do that is if we got our asylum system, if we got all of 
the things that represent the best values of this country, if we double down on the cruelty, that that's the only way we can proceed. There's a choice here. And here's the deal. And again, as I mentioned at the beginning, the Senate is working in a bipartisan way to come up with a border security bill. I have no idea what it will look like when it is done, but they are working in a bipartisan way. They will pass something in the Senate. My expectation is that they're also working with the White House and the president would sign that. The question is whether we will even have an opportunity to debate or vote on whatever they come up with in the Senate. Uh, because what's happened, what I think is happening here is we have Republicans who do not want to solve the problem. They want to use it as a campaign issue to attack Joe Biden. Like the immigration, the, the border bill we voted on yesterday was the sense of Congress bill that simply said we condemn Joe Biden for his terrible performance on the border. That is it. That is it. That's the total uh, substance of the bill. Give me a break. I mean, let's solve these problems rather than demagogue. When do you expect the Senate to have something uh, on the, the bipartisan work they're doing? I mean, I, I would expect in the next uh, you know couple of weeks. I mean, they're making progress. I've heard Republican leaders say they're making progress, and I've heard Democratic leaders say they're making progress. Again, I don't know the details, and I'm not going to tell you that I will absolutely support it because I don't know what it is. But nonetheless, there is a process moving forward uh, to come up with a bipartisan solution. And, you know, we ought to debate it and vote on it and see where it goes. So you had said uh, uh, in addressing the House earlier this week, you'd basically accused House Republicans of essentially serving as a committee to reelect President Trump. And I heard what you just said. So I, I, I want to ask you, are you saying you also think that there is a possibility that basically nothing gets done? until after the November election. Yes, and that's a sad uh, admission, quite frankly. Uh, we have some serious issues that need to be addressed. But look, uh, you know, this, 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 because of the House Republicans, this is be the, the least productive Congress in history. They've passed the fewest bills, and the bills that have passed, most of them have been renaming post offices. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the substance of this Republican leadership. So yeah, if, if we continue down this path where a small group on the Republican uh, extreme can call the shots, yeah, you're not going to be able to get legislation that will uh, be able to pass the Senate or get signed by the president. Do you have, Repu Do yeah. you have Republican colleagues who, at least in private, are as frustrated as you sound right now? I have a lot of Republican colleagues that in private are very, very frustrated. They are horrified by the direction that their party is um you know is take is taken i mean my, my i implore them all the time to you know develop a spine and to fight back and to speak out and to challenge them because if not you know the, to go along to get along just means this this function continues i mean i i mean we you know the the, the bills that they bring to the floor are all you know sound bites or press releases on border security or on abortion or on, you know, whatever the latest culture war hot button issue is that they want to uh, to focus on. And we're not getting stuff done. I mean, we need to keep the lights on. We need to keep our agencies funded. We need to make sure that we are doing the people's business and getting work done and moving this country forward. Congressman, we've got one minute left. I'm going to give the team a heart attack by asking you this because okay. they're going to worry I'm going to crash the show. But in a okay. sentence... Does this make you think about not serving as a congressperson anymore? No, what it makes me, it, it makes me feel that um, I need to double down and fight even harder. 
All right. Massachusetts Congressman Jim McGovern, thanks so much for joining us. 